Hello and welcome into the Lockdown Wolves podcast. We are live following the Wolves win over the LA Lakers on Friday night at Target Center. Marty Gellner and I will break it all down and share our key takeaways from the game. The Locked On Postcast starts right now. You are Locked On Wolves Postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. I'm joined tonight by Marnie Gilner of Bally Sports North, just as we do after every Wolves game. And Marnie, this one wasn't pretty. Uh, this Timberwolves win over the Lakers was not pretty. At times, it was downright yeah. ugly. Uh, but the Wolves held on. They really held the Lakers at arm's length for most of the night and ultimately were able to hold on late. Yes, and uh, winning is a bottom line in this league, no doubt. And, you know, the, so the Lakers had 22 turnovers tonight. And, yes, it was not pretty at times, but it, I think it's hard to play rhythmic basketball with a good flow when the team you're playing against turns it over that many times. Could the Wolves have been better? Heck, yes. But that led to a lot of the choppiness, and I feel like it's just hard for either team to get in a flow when there's there's so much uh, just spastic nature to the game like there was tonight but the wolves really kind of got it under control in the fourth quarter and there you go nine point win so now consecutive wins for the first time this season yeah that's a really interesting point that you made the uh, spastic nature of the game i think is a really good way to put it um the the game as a whole the lakers had 22 turnovers in this game the Timberwolves only had 10 and I like the Lakers number seems right. The Timberwolves number I just assumed would be higher when I looked at the box score after the game, because the game did feel so sloppy, but I think for the wolves, it was almost more just hurried shots, missed shots, you know, just kind of taking um, like the first shot that presented itself. I think the wolves were trying so hard to play with pace as they always do. And, and as they should, but they just, the quality of shots wasn't great the whole time. And it wasn't as much the turnovers for the wolves as it was just missing some of those shots. Whereas the Lakers, it was uh, it was sloppy. I mean, all the way around. And, and like you said, that I think that's a great point. It kind of lent the whole game to this. It was very disjointed. That was actually the first word I had written down in my notes was there the whole go. game was disjointed. Um, and, uh, you know, at times the Timberwolves were too, but, but I think it was just as much the whole flow of the game was disrupted because of how kind of herky-jerky the Lakers were. Yes, agreed. And so then the Wolves try to get into this rhythm and it just uh, – Ant had a great third quarter points-wise, but he also took a lot of shots. You said the first ones that presented themselves. It was those kinds of shot, those those kinds of shots. But Ant, I mean, he gets rewarded a lot of times when he does that because he can hit them, and he did hit some of them. And so he had the big third quarter – and then Carl Anthony Towns had the big fourth quarter. And yes, some of that was ISO ball or however you want to call it, but I'm hoping it was done with the right intentions of like, okay, I can get us going. I can get us into yeah. this rhythm. And it never really was there a full team rhythm. But I guess anytime you have a guy giving you 14 points in a quarter or 16 points in a quarter, and that's exactly what Carl did in the fourth and Ant did in the third, uh, you'll take that. You'll take that, and it has to look how it has to look sometimes, and that's the way it looked tonight. Disjointed and spastic. Yes, 
Yeah, those are the, those are the two words of the night for sure. And and I mean, that's another thing I wanted to bring up was it did kind of feel at times in the first quarter I thought the the flow to the offense was was okay, but then it kind of devolved into this uh, what I would call a your turn my turn offense and like we've seen that a lot over the first what six games of the season so far um yeah. for the wolves and, yeah. and that's to be expected when you have four guys who all would love to be the number one or two option on a team um but this was very much like the second and third quarter were sloppy there were some big lulls um like you said edwards did a lot in the third cat carried the team in the fourth quarter rudy gobert uh, had one of the quieter 2020 games i think uh that, I, yeah. that i've seen um you know you look up and he's got 20, 22 and 21 um, but Rudy was good throughout and it was just kind of just cleaning up these messes from, you know, bad shots and, and bad possessions by the Lakers as well. And it was really just kind of the Wolves were eventually kind of able to outscore and outlast the Lakers. But the your turn, my turn offense thing, like like you said, it worked out like it ended up working. It can work against a team like the Lakers. We know that that Chris Fitch wants more flow to the offense, wants more of a natural kind of, um, you know, uh, I guess progression in terms of, of offensive sets and the ball swinging from side to side that hasn't happened a whole lot this year. We saw it early in the game, but um, it did kind of become like, okay, it's your turn. Now it's my turn. And then it's your turn again. And um, it worked tonight. I don't know if it's going to work, um, you know, as they start to play some better competition. Yeah, that that's when I think it's going to need to change. Chris Finch called it take turn basketball. Okay. And yep. he used it in his post game press conference tonight. Okay. And he, po- he pointed it out that he there was too much of it and he doesn't like to see it. So is that something they do in their film session? Like tomorrow they'll practice, watch film, and fly to San Antonio. And will they spend time on, hey, here's where we played take turn basketball and this is why it's not good. And then but as we said, the result was you had a big quarter from each of your star players. So maybe you get away with it against a team like the Lakers, but then after the Spurs, the Wolves play the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks in that order. So those are teams that you probably don't get away with it. So you know, I guess you have to you change your ways and maybe not not see the take turn basketball as we get into playing the better teams in the league. Yeah, absolutely. I want to quickly mention our sponsors of today's uh, postcast, and that is our friends over at Prize Picks. Um, if you took Rudy Gobert over at Rebounds, I'm confident you did well at Prize Picks tonight. It's really easy to use. <laughs> you just pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can pick any category as well. So it's not, like I said, just you could do rebounds, you could do three pointers made. It's not just points, rebounds, assists. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right. Um, other other kind of interesting notes from this game. We mentioned the turnovers, the points of the paint, and this was kind of weird. So Anthony Davis didn't play. We uh, haven't mentioned that yet, but he didn't play for the Lakers. Um, and the Lakers still won the, the points in the paint battle by 10. And this is with Rudy Gobert scoring 22 points. Um, I, I think in my mind, it was more a function of how sloppy the game was. And both teams were getting open three-point attempts. And so it was like, why not keep shooting them? But the Wolves tried early to get Townsend paint touches. The Lakers were at times fronting him with Patrick Beverly at times, um, just kind of doubling from uh, you know more of a traditional double team. And the Wolves were struggling to get much going. 
Um, but it's something I've kind of kept an eye on early this season is the Wolves haven't really dominated in the paint in a traditional sense as much in terms of, you know, even rebounding hasn't been great overall this season. It was better against the Lakers, but um, it'll be something to track moving forward, um, depending on how opposing teams choose to play the Timberwolves front court. I thought that was pretty interesting that a Lakers team with no Anthony Davis and really uh, Damian Jones was like the only like true big that this team even trotted out there tonight. And the Wolves still kind of struggled to get anything going down low. Yeah, and I think that's probably a testament to Carl and Rudy still figuring out how they're supposed to look together and work together. And Jim Peterson is our game analyst on Valley Sports North, and he is one of the best. He might be the best in the entire league. Absolutely. Yeah. He, he broke down some video at one point of, um, it was Jaden McDaniels, Carl, Rudy, and it was the, the like cutting or flashing into the lane at the wrong times when Rudy was trying to roll and just sort of the jab step in. No, not yet. Yeah, back out and sort of the, it, you could see them almost working through it in real time and trying to figure it out and figure out the rhythm of it. And so I'm guessing that lends itself big time to what you're talking about of why we, the wolves can't yet dominate a small team. And when they have these two prolific bigs and you technically should be able to do that. Jim yeah. Pete also pointed out, something that you mentioned too, Ben, like Carl starting more in the post and in the paint and trying to get deep touches. And then Chris Finch spacing him and just either seeing the, the muck that was in the paint or just something that brought Carl out, gave him more space. That's where he worked better. That's where he became more productive. And it's probably going to come with time and the wolves just haven't had enough of it yet to figure out the dynamic between those bigs. Yeah, and, and even the um, the Rudy Gobert D'Lo uh, pick and roll is still little. I will use the word disjointed again. It's one of the words of the night, after all. But that still uh, it still feels a little bit off. Um, and, and you mentioned the 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 segment that Jim Peterson did on the broadcast, and that's a perfect example. I mean, like just the timing of okay, when do I you know waiting to cut cutting at the right time? I, I do think that that's something that. Um, that will improve with time as these guys get familiar with playing with one another. We should talk about Jaden McDaniels. He didn't have a, a really you know standout game from a box score perspective, but he did a really good job primarily guarding LeBron James. He ultimately fouled out. There were some tough foul calls on him. Obviously, he gives up. Yes. I don't know. I don't know how many pounds, probably 30, 40 pounds to LeBron James at least. Um, but he did a really good job defensively. He's had his share of foul troubles last year. It was just as bad as Carl Anthony Towns in terms of, you know, fouling out their fouls per game. Um, but this year he's done a little bit better. And in this game, it wasn't really one of those games. It was just, he had a tough assignment, did a pretty good job, ultimately fouled out. And, um, you know, even though there wasn't much to show for it offensively, he, had, it, it, I don't put a ton of stock into individual game plus minus, because I think that can get overblown, but he had easily the best plus minus on the roster at a plus 17. The next best was plus 12. Um, and I think a lot of that's because he did such a good job guarding LeBron. Um, yeah. and, and just generally, you know, playing team defense. He had four blocks in this game in just 29 minutes. So the guy with the best plus minus on the team for Minnesota had six points tonight. Yeah. That's what you're telling me. Yep. Yeah. And at one point, McDaniels had five blocks on the stat sheet. I don't know which one they removed or when, but he definitely had five because I was looking up his career high and I, I saw um, three and then I'm like, holy cow, he's, he's blowing that away. And then by the end of it, even by into the fourth quarter, late fourth quarter, they had it down to four. So there was 
some sort of statistical change in there, but for all intents and purposes, a solid night for Jaden defensively and whatever stock you want to put into blocks. He also had three blocks on Wednesday night in that Spurs game. And he's never even in his career had consecutive games with at least three. So three blocks, four blocks. Um, I guess that means you're around the ball a lot. You're defending well without fouling a lot. I know he fouled out tonight, but just trying to measure someone's defense because there aren't a lot of measures for it. So I guess we'll use blocks in this case by Jaden McDaniels. And that's a prolific two block night or two consecutive games for Jaden McDaniels and good defense. You're right. Good defense against LeBron tonight. Yeah. And the Wolves as a whole, I mean, in general, the Lakers have been the league's worst offense through at least through the first four games. And they weren't, I mean, they actually shot the ball much better than expected over the first really two and a half quarters or so they were, it was, I mean, law of averages, I guess, because they were suddenly shooting the ball really well and then came right back down to earth in the fourth quarter and ended up shooting just 41% for the game, 31% from three. And the Wolves actually did a fairly good job defensively, I thought. For as sloppy as the Lakers were, I thought Minnesota was pretty solid on defense. The last thing I want to talk about is the Wolves' rotation and um, and along with that, how well Torian Prince played in this game. He was uh, probably... Yeah. I, I don't know, the third or fourth most important player in this game for the Wolves overall. He was good defensively. He had a couple of very nice open floor defensive plays in transition. He ended with 13 and five and three steals in this game in 26 minutes um, yeah. and uh, was kind of the playing the Kyle Anderson role, really. The Kyle Anderson missing his, I think, fourth game in a row. And Prince kind of stepping up and playing playing that role, playing heavier minutes, guarding multiple players, trying to be that Swiss Army knife that Kyle Anderson is. And the bench just, you know, got a little bit shorter. No, Nasri didn't play. Jordan McLaughlin was not available because of, uh, I think, heel soreness. So the Wolves right. only played yes. nine guys, and Bryn Forbes only played nine minutes. So they only had eight guys that played 13 or more minutes in this game. Um, but a good game overall for the bench, given that they were shorthanded, and Torian Prince was fantastic. He was, and Chris Finch had some really nice things to say about Torian after the game and basically said he was fantastic and he had so many energy plays and he was such a glue guy out there and he was making the big plays at the exact time the wolves needed them and they're you're right with especially without kyle anderson i i don't know that the wolves really even got a, as much a feel for what kyle anderson is going to do for this team because he played the one game right so now they're plugging holes that they didn't even don't even really know what the holes are so I feel like that's a really weird transition to make, but Torian Prince definitely plugged whatever the Wolves needed. Any hole the Wolves had tonight, Torian, I feel like had a hand in it because he just, he he was scoring. Like he, the biggest three of the night came on the big defensive play for the Wolves and the crowd was just ready. They were sitting on, on pins and needles just waiting to explode and we couldn't hit the big shot after a big play. And it just that finally Torian Prince baseline three was the one that kind of let the, let the, the, the team like breathe a little sigh of relief, give a little exhale at the energy in the building and just like, okay, yes, let's get this team at arm's length. Finally, like they, they could not shake the Lakers and it was the TP three that finally did it down the stretch. Yeah. And here we are, you know, six games in four and two, which by all accounts is a good record. And and obviously, you know, I think we all kind of hope they'd be at least four and two, if not five and one through these first six games, but it's not easy to win night in and night out. And the Wolves will take, you know, a win is a win is a win. Now they have to go to San Antonio, take on the same Spurs team. They just split with at home earlier this week. So they'll play three of their four games against the Spurs in a span of 
I guess, what, eight days or yeah. uh, seven days. Um, so they take on the Spurs Sunday as they go back out on the road for just their second road game. Um, so we'll have the live postcast following that one. Any final thoughts on this one, Marnie, as the Wolves head back out on the road? Yeah, and the Spurs beat the Bulls tonight. Yeah. In San Antonio, beat Chicago by five. So the Spurs are four and two. The Wolves are going to go in four and two. Spurs are four and two. I'm hoping that a Kyle Anderson plays because he was he was close. He was in the mix tonight and improving. So if we can get that piece back and Jordan McLaughlin, hopefully this was just a one game miss for him with the sore heel. That's what the Wolves need is to keep this group healthy because any time on the court is such valuable time that you can see they have not figured it out yet for long stretches, but they are figuring out how to get wins for the most part, at least four times so far. So I think there's great value in that. And then when it does start to click and flow a little bit better, then we can really see what this team is and what they have. So tonight, nine point win over the Lakers. Yeah, not pretty. Yeah, a little disjointed, but figured out how to do it. Figured out how to get it done. Absolutely. And the schedule gets a lot tougher after the San Antonio game Sunday, Phoenix and Milwaukee yes. next week. But I mean, it's important to get the one in San Antonio. Hopefully the, the team can avoid looking ahead too much to those nationally televised games next week as well. Um, all right. That's all we have for you today here on the live postcast. Of course, we'll do this after each and every Wolves game. So we'll see you again Sunday night. Big thank you to Marty Gellner for Valley Sports North for joining. Make sure to subscribe to Locked on Wolves and follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts for all things Timberwolves. And we'll catch you next time.